So we're going to uh, kick off our Q&A. So I'm going to ask uh, Zach and Alyssa to come down. Uh, uh, they're going to join me on stage. So uh, Zach is going to be uh, serving as our host tonight. So he, he will have... <laughs> he will have... He will have all of the, the questions that are submitted and will be firing those off. And uh, then my lovely In wife, Alyssa, fashion. will be helping me answer the questions. Hi. So, so don't oh forget, thank you can you. go, thank you. Thank you you can go to the bio. You can Holy go to God. the bio and uh, submit your questions. 17 already. Okay. This is going to be fun. Um, very briefly, very quickly, unplanned, I just want to say, I would like to take a moment and honor Pastor Josiah and Alyssa, they are one in marriage, for tackling this issue that's been attacking our culture within the last two, three years, it seems like heavily. Uh, the church, I feel like, hasn't done a great job at approaching it. They're willing to attack it, so let's just take a moment and honor them. doing the first one. All right, let's kick this thing off right. Um, how do you tell gay people about Jesus? <laughs> how do you tell gay people about Jesus? Uh, you tell them they're going to hell if they don't repent. <laughs> Just kidding. Just a joke. It's what Straight you to the point. don't do. You know, um, the people, what, what, what is the, West, is it Westboro Baptists? Are those the people that they like hold signs? We said God hates F-A-G-S. I'm not going to say it because that got us, that got us kicked yeah. off YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Um, we got one strike. Yeah. Uh, but like YouTube, God doesn't hate F-A-G-S. Okay. Um, so, okay. So how do you actually, you know, that is not an effective way of like telling people about Jesus um, so how, how, how do you do that? Um, so I think this is, first, this is like a huge question. Um, and this is actually one that I wanted to spend an entire message on, um, but due to the revival, didn't get that opportunity. Um, but uh, you, you want to start off with really just some basic people principles. Um, I, I think are really important. Um, one is... Um, how, how many of you feel like you're hard-headed? Does anybody feel like you're hard-headed? Okay, I know I'm definitely like one of those people. Um, it can be stubborn, definitely. Uh, and uh, when you think that you're right, it is really hard to be told that you're wrong. <laughs> you know, so like, um, you know, you, you want to like approach, approach people from the understanding that like, um, you know, you, you can't argue them into the kingdom of God. Like, you, you, no matter how many facts, no matter how many science facts, no matter how many Bible facts you can spew off, and like, well, did you know that the New Testament, there's 4,500,000 5, manuscripts? Like, they, they don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's no amount of arguing. Like, they think that they're right. Like, there's no amount of arguing that's going to, like, win them yeah. into the kingdom. Um, so what you have to just rely on is the Lord. And that, that, that like 
really, I think, shoots at people's pride because then they're like, well, they didn't do a good job at winning, winning them over. Okay, well, it's not about you. You know, it's about them, and it's about them finding the Lord. And just, like, believe that, like, that you're going to plant a seed, if anything, like a little seed in their heart that God is just going to grow into a full revelation of him. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in terms of, like, you know, how, how do you, like, talk to them? How do you... How, how do you like conversate with them? Um, I would say, and feel free to like chime in at any point. Um, I would say, first you should like pray a lot for them. Uh, that might seem like a cop out, but like you should pray more for them than what you do spending time talk to them, talking to them. Um, just because God can do things in people's hearts, um, whether you're there talking to them or not. Um, and so I, I would say pray for them. Uh, then also, um, I would say, um, like, get to know them as an individual. And, you know, there's so much in this um, community where people feel like the church hates them. And so take some, like, genuine time to, like, undo that hate and just, like, talk to them like they're a person and treat them with, like, love and respect. Um, and, and, of course, we're, we're not compromising any values or anything, but um, let them, like, see that like you love them as a person, individual, like show genuine interest in them um, and try to find, try to find other, other ways, other things that you might have in common with them. Like, you know, just make it more than just about the gayness, you know, um, they're a person and they have other interests. And so get like, just show them love. Um, but then as you begin to, to have opportunities to talk with them, um, you, you want to remember that that they're spiritually blinded. Um, the Bible says that Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Uh, so that, that scripture, if you, if you look it up, it talks about like a cloudiness, that like Satan, it, it, it means, the word blinded means like a blowing smoke, that Satan has like blown smoke into their life, into their mind, into their heart. I don't know if you've ever driven through like really thick fog before, but it's like you, you can't see more than just a couple feet in front of you. And that's, that's people that aren't saved. Like they, they don't know which way to go. They're blind. And, um, and so as you begin talking to them and as they get all angry and ticked off and whatever, have compassion for them. They're, they can't see, you know, it's like being mad at a blind person for walking off a stage. It's like they, they can't see, you know, so don't get mad at them. So deal with them in, in grace and kindness. Um, but then you have to know the word. You have to know the word. If you're just saying your opinions, it's it. Your opinions aren't God's, you know, like this is God's opinion and his opinions are fact. And so, like, if you can't name a scripture, like, if you can't name a scripture that the, uh, about homosexuality, like, you're going to have a really hard time trying to win, win them into the kingdom of God. Because you can just open up the scripture and read it. Like, the, the Bible says right here, like, homosexuality is a sin. Sorry. You, you know, like, I, I'm sorry that offends you. I'm sorry that hurt your feelings. Um... I don't want to keep, this is a really big thing, so I don't want to keep dragging on, but do you have anything you want to? Yeah, I would just say I, that that's super good. Um, it, just remembering that the Holy Spirit is people's teacher. 
It's actually not your job to change people. It's the Holy Spirit's job to change people. And I've seen that, at least in ministry, I've seen that over and over and over again, um, especially like teenagers. So because we work with teenagers a lot, it's like occasionally um, there'll be a girl that seems like they dress pretty inappropriately or whatever. And sometimes, you know, there's like pressure to like, oh, you need to like tell them, tell them to quit dressing inappropriately, whatever. Um, but actually, I, I've... I, and I promise you, I've more times that, than you think been like, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit tells them, you know, speaks to them about the way they're dressing or about um, the things that they're doing. And every single time, every single time that person will come back to me and be like, hey, guess what? I stopped doing this. Hey, guess what? I stopped doing that. And it's like, I never even... I didn't even say anything to you about that, you know, but it's like, it's the Holy Spirit that was speaking to them about that. Um, and you know, like what he was saying earlier about like God saying that he's written his laws on people's heart. That's so true. Cause we were, we were at the mall and some of you know what I'm talking about. Cause we were at the mall inviting people to the revival, uh, you know, a few Mondays ago. And one of the students, I think somebody, one of these guys went to hand a card to somebody and they were like, I'm gay. Like, just a church card. And they were like, I'm gay. And they were like, that's, a, that's okay. You can come too. You know, so it's like, what does being gay have to do with coming to church? You know what I'm saying? It's like, people know deep down inside um, what's right and what's wrong. And the Holy Spirit will speak to them. You don't really even need to do that. You need to pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to them and it'll work out. So it's like, them being gay has, don't even say anything about that. Just be like, hey, God loves you and you should come. God changed my life and you should come to church with me. You know? Yeah. So to summarize, what, how do you, talk to someone who's gay about Jesus. Um, just like love them as a person, find common areas of interest to like just talk to them about it. Um, trust the Holy Spirit to do the work, not you. And then um, know, know the Bible, like know scriptures uh, to share and just leave it at that. Nice, yeah. that was great. Um, just looking at a couple of these, so kind of to, to jump back in on that. Um, even the idea of uh, a gay person coming to church, can a person be gay and be a Christian? So that, in, in a sense, it's like the short answer is no. The long answer is, that's like saying, can a baby do algebra? It's just like the, the, the what the person is, what, how the person is determines what they do, right? And so, being born again, right, means you're born into the spirit. You're born into the family of God. And so when you're a son of God, when you're a son, right, you do what the father does. You do what the family does, right? And so you're reborn into a different line of characteristics. Like you might have been born gay. You might have been born whatever, but now you're reborn into a different thing. And so it's, it's physically not possible. You know, it's like, it's like a rain cloud being pink, like, or, you know, whatever. Like, it's, it's just not possible. The two things just don't go together. And so um, I do, I definitely think that people can at first come into a knowledge of God and then still have that kind of issue. Yes, but God always changes people. God always comes with change of heart um, because love affects your heart, which affects what you do. And so... No, I mean, the long answer, the short answer is no. Yeah, I mean, we played the, the video, the testimony video, was it a few weeks ago? Just about like the, the lady that like for years was just like battling that temptation, uh, like the homosexual thoughts. Um, 
And so, like, someone that's like that, like, yeah, they're saved. Like, they're a Christian, and they're, they're trying to, like, live to please the Lord. Like, they weren't just like, well, I'm just going to be gay and be a Christian. No, like, the, the lady was like, I'm not supposed to be gay. And so I, I'm trying to, like, align my life with God's commands. And so if, if someone's gay, you know, if they identify as gay, and they're, but they know that being gay is a sin, and, and they're trying to, like, align their life with the Lord, okay, that, per, that person's probably a Christian and God is working in them and the church needs to have a lot of grace for them. Um, but like if someone is just like, nah, being gay isn't really sin, so therefore I'm a Christian, you're, you're not a Christian. Like a Christian, Christian is a descriptive term. It means someone who, who follows the commands of Christ. So it's like you're, not follow, you're following some of them maybe, but you're not following all of them. So you're not a Christian by definition. Okay, yeah, so um, you said like, so a Christian is literally being Christ-like. You're following Jesus. Yeah. So this question asks, how can you say Jesus is against gays, but he didn't specifically talk about it? Yeah. You want to do that one? Okay. So that's like one of the most common questions um, people ask. Uh, just like, well, Jesus didn't say anything about homosexuality. Um, okay, that's true. Jesus did not mention anything about homosexuality. But Jesus didn't mention a lot of things. Um, Jesus didn't mention pornography. Uh, Jesus didn't mention vaping. Je you know, like Jesus didn't mention a lot of things. So if we're just going to play the game of what Jesus didn't mention, there's a lot that you could like lump into that. So that's not really like an accurate way of thinking, number one. Jesus didn't mention it, but the Bible. And Jesus didn't mention it, but the Bible mentions it. So that's what they're saying by like Jesus didn't mention it. That's Jesus himself never said the word, but, but the Bible. And so the Bible is the written word of God. And actually... Um, you know, Jesus says that he's put his word above his name. So it's like, you know, the word is like ultimate authority even. So Jesus didn't say, who cares what the Bible does? And that's above the name of Jesus even. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that was the other thing that I was going to say is just like to say that Jesus didn't say it is he didn't, he didn't say it as a, as a human on earth, but he did say it because Jesus is the word. Like John 1.1, 1, 1, uh, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men. So like, the, Jesus is the word, homosexuality is in the word, so therefore Jesus said it. And to be like, okay, well Jesus didn't say it, Paul wrote it. Um, and if you were looking at the New Testament scriptures, Paul wrote Romans, Romans chapter 1, and Paul wrote, also wrote 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So people will have like the straw argument that like it wasn't it wasn't Jesus it was Paul okay but Paul said follow me as I follow Christ mm -hmm. so it was like Paul and we if if you believe the scriptures if you believe the whole Bible then you believe the Bible is the inspired word of God was like Second Timothy three sixteen that says like um, that it says that 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 God's word is inspired all scripture is is uh, inspired and breathed by God and useful for the teaching correcting rebuking training whatever of righteousness. For the saints. So it's like, if you believe the whole Bible, then you believe it's inspired and written by God, even though it was penned by men. Um, and then one of those very men said, Follow me as I follow Christ. So he believed, obviously, that Jesus would think homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. Um, so these, I'm going to like lump these two together. Uh, it says, How do people start being gay? And then I also want to throw in, Do gay thoughts come from the devil to tempt you? 
So, um, yeah, I mean, any, any sin always starts from temptation. That's how, you know, how, pe- how do people become gay? Well, because they have a thought. And that, you know, that's the trick of this whole thing. That's the grasp that Satan's trying to get is like, just because you had a thought makes you that thing. Like I, I told my small group like about three weeks ago or whatever, having a homosexual thought and making that making that be that you're now gay is like my five-year-old daughter stealing something and me being like, you're a thief. That's just, that's who you are, right? Like you had a thought about being, you, you acted on stealing, so you're a thief. Like that, that's absurd, right? Like you don't, you don't create, because you had a temptation and a sin, that doesn't cre- create a whole identity of sin for you. And that's the grasp that Satan's trying to get on people, especially in this generation is like, because you had this temptation, now you just are it. You can't even get away from it because it is you. Like, that's the grasp and the, the whole trick of this. And so that's how people become gay, is having a, tempt- a, you know, a thought of temptation and then leaning into that as an identity, um, which is just absurd, you know, so. Yeah. And a lot of people will argue the thing about like being born gay, and I touched on this before, like, well, I was born gay, it's not my choice. It doesn't matter, and I don't. I stopped arguing with people about whether or not people can be born gay because it doesn't matter. Because the Bible says, for anyone to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be born again. So that means you're born with a new nature. You're born with a nature that innately uh, desires to please God. And so, if you were born as a human uh, gay, it's fine. You can be reborn spiritually and not be gay anymore. So. Okay, yeah, so this person asked, if I'm already born again and then I do a gay act, does that mean, uh, they said, does that mean I'm going to hell or can that be forgiven? So uh, for, for their sake, maybe, like, do they have to be born again? Can you, like, touch base on that? Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of what you were saying. It's like just because you do something once doesn't mean you are now that thing, um, if, if that makes sense. I don't want to reiterate everything that you were saying. But then that gets into like a whole nother like line of, of thing with sin, where it's like, well, how many times can you do a thing before you like can't be forgiven anymore? <laughs> you know, like pe- people think thoughts like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, would you think that's what that question is kind of yeah, exactly. getting at? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, it's like if you're asking the question then like you still care about the Lord, you know? Like if, if you're like, if you're afraid that you're displeasing God, you're probably all right, <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? Um, like the Bible talks about having a seared conscience. Like the moment you stop feeling remorse for sin, that's when you should be afraid. Like the moment when you're like, oh, I don't really care anymore, that's, that's, that's when you've like fallen away, um, what, you know, what the Bible calls falling away. So like, um, yeah, I'll stop there. Yeah. And this was in the Bible reading plan a while ago. I was talking about this, but this is for every single person in this room. And if you grasp a hold of this, then you'll just like rid your life of sin. I, trust me. You'll just be like, you won't have to deal with things anymore. When you get a, a sense about you that's like, I would literally, you know, Jesus, Jesus said this, that it would be better for you to chop your arm off, right? And to go to heaven with one arm than it would be to keep sinning. It would be better for you to gouge your eye out and, and go to heaven with one eye than keep sinning. So, like, 
That's the kind of intensity of attitude that you have to have towards sin. Like I would quite literally rather chop my own arm off than keep doing this. And when you get that kind of attitude about you, that's when you'll stop sinning. That's when it won't be a problem for you anymore. Because people have this lackadaisical attitude towards sin where it's like, mm, I'm like struggling with this thing, but like God understands, whatever. No, Jesus actually said you should probably chop your arm off, bro. So like do the hard thing, do the hard thing. People all the time, they're like, well, I have this boyfriend and it's like when we get alone, it's just like, but he just like loves me and whatever. Cut the boyfriend off. Like it would be much better for you to go to heaven without the freaking boyfriend than to go to hell with him. You know what I mean? So do the hard thing and, and chop off whatever is, you know, if, if porn's a problem for you, then you need to get rid of your phone. Ask your mom for a track phone. I'm not kidding. Like I'm being dead serious. And that's the kind of attitude that the church needs to have about sin. Like quit playing around. This is literal life and death and, and get a grasp of like whatever stupid decisions I have to make in life, whether it's not have a social media, not have a smartphone, whether it's, you know, I, I need to go to a different school so I can get away from this boy, whatever it is, do it, do it because you have to get, you have to have that kind of attitude towards sin in order to get rid of it. Yeah, that's really good. So like with the idea of cutting things off, um, this person asks if a friend gets upset with your view that being gay is a sin and they continually get mad about it, should you remove yourself from the friendship? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, like a uh, friend is, it's like, it's, I feel like it's a word that has like a bunch of different meanings and definitions. Is like whenever I went to our 10 year high school reunion, uh, when was that? Uh, two years ago? Yeah, <laughs> two years ago, um, we went to our 10-year high school reunion, and I was like, oh, we're going to go see our friends. I'm not friends with any of those people. <laughs> you know, I don't even talk to them anymore. So, like, people use the word friends so, like, loosely. So, it's like, let's get a good definition for friend. Like, a friend is, like, um, the Bible says, like, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Like, a friend should be someone who sharpens you. So, like... If they're not sharpening you, they shouldn't be your friend. Um, and how you should view them as, is your mission field. So people are either your friend or your mission field. They're either your friend or someone you are trying to lead to the Lord. And you need to keep it in that context because it's not like, oh, I'm just like going to just go hang out at your house like, and spend the night and hang out with you for like my whole life. Okay, Jesus hung out with sinners but he hung out with, with them and they, ch and they, they, they changed. Yeah. No, they, their lives looked differently. Jesus hung out with Zacchaeus a few hours and he repents and gives all of his money back plus some. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus uh, was around Peter uh, on a boat for just a few minutes and then Peter immediately repents and is a different person. Yeah. You know, like Jesus hung around sinners, but, it was, but they were also changing. Yeah. He wasn't just like, perpetually hang around, hang around sinners and just letting them influence him, which is what will eventually happen if you continue to hang around people that are sinful, if you make them your, your friends as we think of it. Make your friends the people in the room, you know, make those your friends. And then if you spend time with non-Christians, that's fine. But like keep it in the right context where you're like, I, I'm going to be with them to freaking get them saved. I'm not going to like go bowling. I'm going to get them saved. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to, no, whatever, you, you get my point. Right. 
And that's, that's actually exactly the mindset that Jesus had. So whenever the Pharisees, they get kind of like mad at Jesus um, about hanging out with sinners, right? What does he say? He says back to them, even the, it's, not, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick, right? So he viewed himself as the doctor and them as the sick. So like, unless you're going to go hang out with friends and you have that in your mindset, like, okay, I'm the doctor and they're the sick, like you shouldn't be hanging out with them. That's the only mindset that you should have if you're hanging out with people who aren't in this room, who aren't fellow Christians, right? Like if you're hanging out with people who, who um, don't believe in the Lord, who, who haven't been born again, then that is the only mindset that you should enter in, that I'm the doctor and you guys are the sick and I'm here to help you. I'm here to administer healing to you. That's the only way you should hang out with people. Nice. So um, there was another one that I felt like went along with that a little bit. Um, you could probably just like briefly hit it. It asked, so with the idea of having gay friends, I guess, uh, you're wanting to change them. So how, how do you have gay friends without being influenced by them? Yeah. Um, like influence is a matter of like proximity, you know, like... Um, people that like start vaping like because their friends vaped was like they didn't go to a class on vaping you know like they were just hanging around people who were vaping you know it was like your friend didn't hold like a seminar at his house like hey how to learn vaping 101 like that you know like, yeah breathe in breathe out it's like it's just a matter of like proximity of you being around them so it's like how to keep them from influencing you, don't be around them. <laughs> you know, like, don't, just don't be around them. And when you're around them, when you are around them, make it a very specific context. Like, make it they're around you, not you're around them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, hey, if, yeah, I, dude, I'd love to hang out with you. Come to church with me. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'd, I'd love to hang out with you. Come to youth with me. Yeah. Like, hey, come, come to my house. We're going to have a party or whatever. No. I'm not going to go do that. I'll, I'd love to hang out with you in the right context. Yeah. Yeah. And this was something else I told my small group like a couple weeks ago was it's perfectly fun to bribe people <laughs> because I had um, in high school, I had a friend who identified as, as a lesbian um, come to youth with me several times because I had a car. It was my junior year and my senior year and I had a car and she didn't. And she wanted to go places and not be stuck at her house anymore, right? So I'd be like, come to, come to youth with me and we'll all go to McDonald's. Or like, come to youth with me and we'll all do whatever is open late at night, right? Because like, that's what she wanted, really. She, what she wanted was just to like, hang out with people and not be in her house anymore. But I had the car. So like, and that's what the Bible says, is like, to actually to use your worldly resources to make friends. And that's what it means. So like, you can't get your friends to come to youth with you, but you could probably talk them into like, going to Applebee's with you after you know church or whatever like use what you have in order to bring people into the kingdom that's what it looks like and so um I would encourage you like bribe people and she did she I mean she was like touched by God a lot of times at youth just because you know she wanted to go to McDonald's after or whatever so do that do that yeah I think that's really good just the idea of uh switching the perspective um earlier you talked a little bit about um, the idea of like their worldview. Um, so this stupid thing keeps like refreshing. We're getting a lot of questions. That's great, but slow down so I can figure out where <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so, uh, so with the idea of having uh, them having a different worldview than us, 
Um, because, yeah, everything that they, 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 they believe, everything that's like in their mind about the LGBTQ community, everything that they hear they believe is uh, absolute truth. So do you think that people try to make the LGBTQ like a religion? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a religion. <laughs> um, like the Bible says, it is a religion. Like the Bible talks about, like, um, you know, the the values that are in culture, it, they didn't just end up that way by chance. Like the Bible talks about how there's uh, spiritual principalities and rulers in, in high places, rulers of darkness. Um, so it's like the things that are playing out in culture and society, um, there's demonic forces at work behind the strings, like behind the scenes pulling the strings. Um, and so... Um, the Bible mentions specifically in, um, I think it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, it says, um, in verse 1, it says that, like, in the latter days, many will fall away from the faith and will follow teachings uh, or doctrines taught by devils. So it's like, this, you know, demons are teaching doctrines. That's, that's a religion. So I would, I would, I would say that's yeah. LGBT yeah. culture. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, just say, I believe you've talked about it a little bit, but how can you help Christian friends who don't believe that homosexuality is sinful to understand it? Yeah, no, that's good. Ask questions. Why, why, why do you think that? Well, why? People, people have Facebook theology about everything. Like, you're just like, well, I've, I think, well, what was the one that we were talking about the other day? Like, no, yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, I don't think a loving God would send people to hell. And this was a Christian, this was a person that teaches a Bible class. Okay, why do you think that? Yeah. Like, sometimes just telling people the right answer is the wrong way to go about things. Right. Um, like, it's better to help people come to their own conclusion themselves. So it's like, okay, what, well, where in the Bible is, does it say that? Like, I was at, we were at, um, in, in, what's that place in Nutter Fort, the inflatable place? The, you know the inflatable place in Nutter Floor Cartoon Headquarters or whatever? You guys know what I'm talking about? No? Okay, there's like a little kid thing um, in Nutter Fort that has, it's like a warehouse with a bunch of inflatables. We took our daughters there, and there was like another parent there that was Catholic that like tried to convert me to Catholicism. Like, <laughs> you picked the wrong person in this entire place. <laughs> the one dude in here is a pastor. Um, and so, like, I was just asking questions, and um, he was like, oh, I don't know, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> you know, it's just like, um, just ask questions. And if, if people can't say, like, well, the Bible says, well, then they, you know, they are believing something that's wrong. Yeah. Um, and so, how do you help your Christian friends see that homosexuality is a sin? And just ask them, ask them questions. Like, well, okay, where... Where in the Bible do you see that? Where in the Bible do you see that, like, God loves homosexuality? That homo where, where do you see anything about homosexuality in the Bible? Just ask them questions and help them come to their own conclusion. Yeah, questions are great. Um, so how or what should a person do if they've already transitioned? Okay. Um, so it's like... Um, you know, we serve an, an unlimited God. Yeah. 
you know, God, um, I have a book um, in my office uh, by, by Bishop David Oidepo. Um, what's it called? Uh, no, 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 ministry, exploits in ministry. Um, and in it, he has like chapters on miracles. Like at the back of the book, it's like a really thick book. And at the back of the book, there's like three chapters on just like lists of miracles, of testimonies that he's seen in his church. They have some of the, the most amazing testimonies. There was a lady that gave birth um, to, to her child, but didn't have a womb. She didn't have a uterus. That's impossible. You know, so it's like, okay, you had a double hysterectomy. You had your uterus taken out. You took... Um, uh, you know, transition pills, and now your voice sounds like a man, and you have a mustache. I'm like, okay, God created everything. <laughs> you know, like God can, God, God can complete. God, you can have breasts again. You can have a uterus again. Like, uh, um, we knew a dude up at Champion Christian Center that literally had his lung removed. Went to a revival service. God put another lung in his chest. God, God can do anything, and so like, never think it's too late. Like, never think it's, the Satan wants you to think that, like, you've gone too far, you can never turn back, well, now you might as well just keep on going. No, 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 no. Like, it's never too late to turn things around, and, um, like, God can completely turn your entire situation around. So, even if it, it, it isn't like you have breasts and uterus again, like, you're not, God, God doesn't hate you. God loves you. He sent Jesus to die for you. So, if you've already transitioned, transition back. And just serve the Lord, you know? Like, um, you know, we talked about intersex and all that stuff. And it's like, if you have intersex conditions, like, get with a specialist and, and find out what gender you want to identify as. If it is, if you are one of the, like, 0.01% of the population that, that they can't figure out what their gender is, um, you like, get with a specialist, figure out what gender you're going to identify as. And then stick with that gender in that particular case. That's not something you just across the board. Um, intersex conditions and transgenderism, not the same thing. We preached the whole message on that. So you should go back and listen to it so you understand the context of which I'm speaking. But um, uh, if you transition, just transition back and just, um, you know, just serve the Lord. It's just that simple. Don't make it complicated. Yeah, it's good. Um, so let's, there was one about Christians. How would you go about talking to Christians who aren't gay but support homosexuality in the LGBTQ community, X, Y, Z? How would you go about talking to them? Yeah. Like what? what I would think? say maybe like changing their uh, perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, mean, I guess we kind of already did hit on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, just in the sense that... Uh, you ask, ask them questions. Like, ask them why do they believe what they believe. Okay. And I wouldn't start arguments with people. <laughs> Did you argue with the Catholic? Did I argue with him? Yeah. No, I just asked him questions. And then he realized that he probably shouldn't be a Catholic anymore. <laughs> Was he an atheist? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Okay. I love Catholics, by the way. There's like, you know, yeah, I'm not bashing that, Catholics. For sure. so they, they, you know, Catholics are great. You just, you didn't have answers to some of his own questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a couple here. Let's, let me see how to say this. So if a gay couple, I guess we're talking in terms of like adults. If a gay couple have adopted, fostered, 
have kids and then they get saved, should they like get a divorce? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Immediately yesterday, they should have got divorced yesterday. You know, <laughs> yeah, get a divorce. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do a few more. Yeah, a couple more here. I saw another one that I thought was pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. So like, pretty simple. But if a if a gender thinks the same gender is say like pretty or handsome, does that make you? Like a sinner. If what? If you think like someone of the same sex is like handsome or pretty, you're handsome. Yeah. <laughs> it's your eyes. That one. It's your eyes. <laughs> it's not, I'm not the one that said it. It's like um, I'm in Boston. Yeah. Um, uh, no. <laughs> Like, you Thank know, God. Like, you can know whether or not somebody is attractive just by looking at them, <laughs> you know. Um, that doesn't make you gay. I mean, if you're thinking about kissing them, then prob probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that doesn't make you gay. That, no, like attraction is something that is like. It doesn't just have to do with, like, homosexuality. It's a thing. It's, like, people think just because they're attracted to someone means that, like, they have to, like, date them or whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't have to just follow your attractions. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's just about everything that's not a your mom joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let, maybe, maybe let's, like, close with this one. And you've kind of okay. touched base on it for the most part. I feel like... Um, so like, do you, do you think, and I hear this a lot, like Christians being homophobic. <laughs> yeah. So maybe like, it says, are Christians homophobic? Are Christians homophobic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, you know, Christian is a really broad term. I mean, we talked about the like Westboro Baptist people, like, in that case, it's like you're just hating a whole class of people. So yeah, I'd say that's homophobic. It's like Christians, but if you're a real Christian, what you do is you love God and then you love people. That was Jesus's like stipulation, love God and love people. And he didn't say love a specific kind of people and he didn't say love people if they're doing right. He said like love people. And so that's your like one job and it's not that hard, you know? So I think that sometimes the church does focus on that when they should be focusing on the large majority of Christians who think it's fine to like live with their boyfriend. I think that, that that's a big problem in the church, not this church, but in the church. Um, like how about take the thing out of your own eye before you just go gouging at somebody else. But no, I mean, a Christian should not be homophobic. You shouldn't be anything phobic. You should be, you should love people. Yeah, I just, I hate that term. Yeah. Just like, I, just because I don't agree with homosexuality as a lifestyle does not mean I'm afraid of gay people. Oh my gosh! Like, that's, that's homophobic. It means you're afraid. Like, it, you're not afraid, you know, that's like such an annoying word. Um, it's like, you're not, I'm not afraid of gay people. Like, they're not a disease. Um... <laughs> You know, it just, they have a lifestyle that I don't agree with, you know, because I believe the Bible. So, um, people, people just like, people, they tend to like need acceptance. And it's just like, everything is about validation for them. So, if like one person disagrees with something they do, 
Um, it's just like it upends their life. Who cares? Who cares what people think about you, honestly? Um, and, uh, you know, so like, don't make it about what other people think about you. Make it what God thinks about you. Um, that's what I would tell everybody in general. Um, so then, like, the whole homophobic thing, it doesn't, you know, even what I think about you, what Josiah thinks about you is irrelevant. Find out what God thinks about you and stick with that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Actually, it's like 827, so maybe like yeah. one more, just like tie these two things together real quick. Okay. Um, so they, they asked, one of them is like, what are furries? And then the other is like, what's your opinion on them? Oh my gosh. Come on. Okay. Let's hear it. Furries. Um, by by your size definitely. Because you don't know? I mean, I don't understand. Maybe they don't. Like what? What if it's genuine? Uh, furries are people that think they're animals. Uh... <laughs> And they have uh, an attraction to animals. Uh, and the Bible talks about that. It talks about bestiality. Um, and so my opinion is it's a sin. Uh, people that even that do it for fun. And they're like, they're like, oh, just have these little cat ears. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> One more time. What do they do? <laughs> um, it's like you are participating in sinfulness like it's it's you're participating in a culture now yeah. you know like you're not just like <clears throat> you know it's like there's a spirit behind that mm -hmm. and you're just like it's 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 how i feel about scary movies it's like well i just you know i just i like getting scared okay well then fear is going to follow you everywhere you're going to be 25 years old and you're going to be afraid of the dark you're going to be afraid to drive you're going to be afraid that you're going to get fired you're going to be afraid that you're going to get uh covid 19. you're going to be you're going to be afraid forever and you're it's going to be attached to the fact that you just keep freaking watching scary movies because there's a spirit attached to things and so it's the same thing with the whole furries it's not just like some fun innocent thing there's a spirit attached to it a demonic spirit and um and so you're you're like just participating in that spirit for funsies that's like a really dangerous thing to mess mm -hmm. around with um even if you're not if you don't even think you're an animal that's just like a really scary thing to mess around with so i wouldn't treat it lightly and it is sinful yeah. and definitely part of on a serious note definitely part of this whole the theme of this whole generation like the whole gen z thing is to be confused about who you are like you look around, it's like everybody's confused about who they are. It's like even people who like don't identify as gay, they're like, well, I'm a man, I just like have acrylic nails and like wear makeup. It's like, wait, what? You know, it's like people are just so confused about who they are. And that, that's definitely the tactic of Satan because like if you can't even figure out who you are, it's like, you know, that's like senile people, like old people. It's like they're not productive because they wake up in the morning and they're just like, I don't even know who I am or where I'm at. Like, mm -hmm. that's what Satan would want for your life, for you to just constantly be like, I don't even know who I am or where I'm at and I'm depressed and whatever. Like, that's what Satan wants for your life. So you want to be somebody who's great in this generation, figure out who you are in Christ and what you're designed to do, and then be that and do that. Because that, that's the opposite of what Satan would want for you. Just like, oh, I have no idea. Maybe I'm gay. Maybe I just like to wear makeup. Maybe I just like to be a cat. Like, no, like find out who you are in Christ and then be that hundred percent. Cause that's definitely the opposite of what Satan wants for you right now. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what I was like looking for. Like your, so like the idea of your opinion behind it, hoping that you would go into the identity aspect of it mm -hmm. of like, yeah, like you might not even believe those things. You're just doing it for fun. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, like what are you actually like, how are you portraying yourself though? So sure. yeah, I thought that yeah. was really good.
Cool. So thanks. Okay. Yeah, no, thanks everybody.